0: Hello, America, and happy Saturday. Man, we got a good show for you today. First time ever on this show and also on our TV show, the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, the man leading the impeachment proceedings against Alejandro Mayorkas, the man who's been down the border with the speaker, Mike Johnson, with Jim Jordan, with all those members of Congress who care about closing that border. Mark Green from Tennessee, Congressman Mark Green of Tennessee, he's going to join us at the top of the show. That is going to be an explosive interview, and we're going to ask him about the idea that Jim Jordan mentioned and Barry Loudermilk endorsed on last night's show. Should there be a budget deal that suspends all tax dollars so that not a penny more can be spent on allowing a single illegal alien into the country. I bet you Mark Green may weigh in on that in the show today. I'm really looking forward to that. In the second half of the show, we're going to stay on the border because the border is so important, particularly with that episode going down in Texas between the state of Texas and the feds at the border crossing. The former Border Patrol Chief for one of Arizona's border crossings, Yuma, Chief Chris Clem, former Chief Chris Clem. He's retired now. What a brilliant man, a really great voice. Mark Green and Chris Clem are going to keep us on the border the whole time. Be sure to stick with us. It's a great Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports. Now, before we go to break... You know how uncomfortable the economy feels. You just saw the inflation rates jump up again unexpectedly for December in the January report for December. People are not happy. They're not feeling good. It isn't good. Well, I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. They've been here from the beginning. And- they have an option for you. You need to consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. Why? Because they've been doing it for others for decades with excellence. Gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. You know that. I talk about that often. We, uh, now you can own it in a tax sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text the word just news to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. Now they're going to help you convert. An existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part is, if you do that, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Now, they have an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, and you can trust Birch Gold. All you got to do is text Just News to 989898. 98 98. So Just News to 989898 98 98 to claim your free info kit. Go do that today. Go support. Birch Gold, they've been supporting us, but, but listen, when you support them, you're going to get something great back. You're going to be diversifying your portfolio in the way that governments are diversifying right now in these very uncertain economic times by buying gold, putting gold into the portfolio. All right. One more time. Text the word just news to 989898 to claim your free info kit. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign-up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now. Tennessee Congressman and Ho- House Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green joins us now. He made that hearing possible yesterday. Mr. Chairman, great to have you on the show, sir. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I watched every minute of the hearing that I could yesterday. It was really compelling. And and we all know the crisis. We all know the visuals. But yesterday, being able to lay out how often Alejandro Mayorkas told Congress something that wasn't true, did something that was in violation of a court order or in violation of the laws that Congress passed, you laid it out so succinctly. I think Americans got a lesson that they probably have been denied by the news media before. A pretty important moment, I think, for the country yesterday.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, our our the, the big debate is whether this is just an argument over the policy differences of one administration or the other, or this rises to high crimes and de- misdemeanors. And what I think is it rises to high crimes and misdemeanors because the founders were really clear about that. It's abusive office. It's dereliction of duty that results in harm to the country. And this, this secretary, has very clearly defied the laws passed by our Congress, particularly the Immigration and uh, Nationality Act, which says you're to detain people when they come in. He hasn't done that. 85% being released now, immediately after showing up at the border. Um, It it says that you are to basically put them into a judicial process. They're not doing that. If you come in with the CBP One app, you just get released. 95.8% of those get immediately released. All the policies that he's created have have basically broken uh, many aspects of that law, turned it into an open border. Uh, He's also defied four court rulings that have said, look, you have to cease and desist your activities because you're in in defiance of laws passed by Congress. And as I recall from my uh, education on the Constitution and my reading of the Constitution, it is the Congress that writes the law. The executive branch gets to execute those laws. They don't get to make them up. They don't get to pick and choose which ones they're going to to follow. And, oh, by the way, he did take an oath to defend that Constitution, so he's violated his oath too. Also lied to the United States Congress on multiple, multiple occasions, and lied to the American people over a hundred times. I mean this guy, he he has no respect for the the founding document, the Constitution of the United States. Uh, or a co-equal branch or co-equal branches of government because he's defying judiciary too.
0: Yeah, that's a great point.
2: Mr. Chairman, was there any sense for you? Because as I was watching, I kind of waffled back and forth. Was there any sense for you that he wanted to be truthful. And I asked that with, with the premise that we had Brandon Judd on earlier in the week. And he talked about how when he had a one-on-one, a face-to-face with the secretary, that he was able to get him to admit that 85% of the illegals coming into our in, into our nation illegally are being released. And he talked about how there was kind of these two Alejandro Mayorkas, the one who seems to be uh, capitulating to this administration and being a little funny with the numbers, and then the one who who may actually want to tell the truth. Did you find that both of those men showed up tomorrow, or one of the other, or yesterday, uh, Wednesday, or one of the other?
1: Well, uh, Maricus did not show up, Amanda. Yesterday, he we actually sent him a request in August, a request in September, and he. Uh, refused to come then we recently just as two weeks ago sent him another request to come as a part of the impeachment proceedings and he basically said he couldn't make it that day because he was entertaining uh, Mexican officials so it's pretty clear to me that th- this secretary puts Mexico over America we're a co-equal branch of government we're doing his impeachment we sent him with plenty of time to adjust his schedule. Uh, And he didn't even respond within the deadline. I mean, his passive aggressive nature with us is just off the charts. So um, we're going to go ahead and move forward with the impeachment, I guess, without him coming.
0: Yeah. Um, important letters you've been sending him. He just is disregarding them. Uh, you often can judge a, per, a person's motive by the way they act. And uh, last week, you and the speaker went down to the border. It was historic. One of the largest CODELs congressional delegations ever to go to the border at once. And just before you got there, according to a letter you sent last night, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and his team did something pretty jarring. Could you tell us what you revealed in your letter last night?
1: Well, it's it's basically the issue of flow, right? So they altered, made it sanitary, so that when we got there, everything looked just pristine. And I'm not sure the cartels didn't have their contribution to it too. You know, they are the ones that ultimately control flow from the southern uh, part of the part of the uh, border. But uh, yeah, it was. It, there was. We went from like ten to twelve thousand a day to almost just a few hundred. So it was very clear that things had been sanitized and uh, we we didn't see what was happening just days before we got there.
0: Hijacking the crime scene, it's just remarkable. Unbelievable. Unreal,
1: unreal.
2: And and sir, you have a unique perspective, I think on illegal immigration because you, you have served in our armed forces. I think you were in the army as a combat veteran, and we are seeing these numbers of military aged males coming across our border. And and obviously as Americans, we feel for the children, we feel for the elderly um, and the people who, who really do need help. It's the military aged males that we are concerned about. We're continuing to get these terror alerts. Is that something that is playing a big part of, of why you're investigating?
1: Absolutely. You know, when you think of the harm to the country, obviously the fentanyl, the human trafficking, the the drug cartel stuff, all kind of sort of bubbles to the top. But people don't think about the Mm -hmm. fact that the highest year ever prior was 1,800 Chinese nationals coming into the United States. Last year in FY23, it was 28,000. Wow. Now, something's going on there, right? The Chinese government is the most surveilled state. You have to get permission, have a certain credit score before you can get on a plane and fly to Ecuador and walk into the United States. And we have many of them that are connected to former uh, PLA. They, they've been in the People's Liberation Army. They're, they're military age. Now, they're, they're you know older women and, and children, too. But just imagine, it, it's sort of like you have to think about what russia did in ukraine infiltrating years before putting people in there those became the saboteurs now i'm not suggesting that china's ever going to go to war with us but if we were to defend taiwan who's in that group here in the united states i mean we've already caught fake tourists trying to videotape uh military installations in the united right. states these are chinese right so and then on top of that you got the china balloon i mean it it is a huge threat to the country and uh mayorkas just doesn't seem to care
0: and yeah. I'm gonna stay on the theme of dereliction of duty because obviously that's a very important uh, theme for what Myarcus has done, but it goes one up, right? Because if you're gonna open up the border, the last thing you wanna do is make a terrorist state, perhaps the best known state sponsored terrorism in the world uh, and give it a lot more money so we can start doing things. We had a big report yesterday, uh, sir. uh, It was an NCTC new advisory to all government officials saying Iran has tried to conduct 21 terror attacks against Jewish and Iranian dissident targets in the Western world since Joe Biden took over and started giving Iran more money. Most of those have been thwarted. Obviously, October 7th wasn't one of them. Uh, The idea that you would arm Iran with a lot of money while opening up the border, it seems like a dual attack on America. By our own president. Well, it's certainly stupid, and the problem here is, is these Democrat
1: leaders don't understand a good guy from a bad guy, right? They they want to defund our police, but street violent criminals. They want to make a deal with Iran, but but basically, when Israel kills one of the uh, Hamas leaders, uh, I think it was Secretary Blinken who said, "Oh, this could metastasize." You know, he was basically frustrated about that. I, I don't. They don't know a good person from a bad person. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I guess it's consistent, at least, with how they've behaved. But they are dealing with Iran in a in, a, in a, these swats on the hand. I mean, they're bombing their militias, their um, terrorist groups in Iraq are bombing American soldiers and, and American contractors that are there in mm-hmm. Syria, in Iraq. It just it's ridiculous what this administration is doing. The Houthis. That Look, they are a terrorist extension of the Iranian government, and we need to bomb those launch sites that are firing on shipping. I mean, this is a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes, sir.
2: Mr. Chairman, um, this class of Republicans, you guys have actually had a a remarkable ability to work some bipartisan issues with Democrats, China being one one of those, since you mentioned China. Um, Illegal immigration... In, in years past, in elections past, it was kind of a situation where Democrats thought it wasn't really that big of a deal or it was kids in cages. It's all Trump's fault. And then on the other side of the aisle, you had people who were truthfully sounding the alarm about what was happening in the crisis at our southern border. It seems to me that that the folks who used to think it wasn't a crisis are moving over into the shoot. We need help uh, sector. Are, have you been able to get Democrats to help you out with this issue at all?
1: Not in our committee. Uh, the Democrats in our committee, led by, uh, you know, ranking member Benny Thompson, have done nothing but attack President Trump, attack me even in the committee. Uh, they've done everything they can to deflect away from the real record of of a, cat- a catastrophe at our southern border. Um, but the, in quiet conversations, I've had several Democrats tell me that uh, Joe Biden should fire Alejandro Mayorkas. They, they even said that, Somebody should have been fired on the Afghan withdrawal, too. So um, it, it's, it's very interesting. I, I don't think we'll get any vote support for impeaching him, but, but many are very frustrated. You look at Eric Adams in New York City, yeah. uh, what he is saying, he is really putting the pressure on the federal government, said it the other day. Now, his, he wants resources, he wants money, uh, which I think is just more of an incentive for people to come here. But um, they, they recognize that it's a failure of the administration that they're dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, that is. Sir, yesterday Jim Jordan came on, uh, Barry Laudamere came on. They both said, listen, I think we need to uh, achieve in the budget deal a suspension of any funding for any illegal immigrants for the rest of year. Basically, stop the flow now. You've been preaching that for a long time. Is that a place that all Republicans can get so that you can hold the line? I, I certainly
1: hope so. You know, the, there's that individual who is, uh, has a humanitarian need, needs right. to go, a little kid that's going to go to a hospital. That's right. And you, and you parole the parent for just 24 days to come in or whatever that, you know, the I'm okay with those exceptions. But look, we need to shut the southern border. And that means no dollars for any additional immigrants that come across the southern border, 100%.
0: Yeah, that's an important one.
2: Sir, just quickly uh, before we go, I, the, the phrase dereliction of duty, I think unfortunately a lot of people would argue that that uh, applies to 90 percent of the federal government. But allowing a poison <laughs> to come across the southern border and kill Americans, that to me is is very specifically impeachable. Is it to you?
1: Yeah. So his failure to protect the American people is an impeachable offense as far as I'm concerned. If you If you are doing your job in such a poor way, dereliction of duty, violation of the laws, all the things that I listed before, um, and it's causing a negative harm to this country, then you got to go. And that's why we're leading this fight. We did the five-phased investigation uh, of of Secretary Mayorkas over the last six months, came up with the recommendations, which people can find on uh, homeland.house.gov and read those reports, 300 pages of reports about his Uh, the the ramifications of this open border. And now we're leading an impeachment fight and uh, we have a few more committee hearings and then we'll vote on uh, articles of impeachment.
0: All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, factors, delicious, ready to eat meals, make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Welcome back, America. We're going to stay on that topic of the border. Alejandro Mayorkas now takes center stage inside the House Homeland Security Committee this week at an upcoming hearing Wednesday taking place uh, in the House. Well, it's going to be very important. He's going to take a look at his failed leadership. They're going to bring the border chiefs in to tell us what really is going on at the border, not the story that Mayorkas has given the American people time again. Well, finally, the secretary went down to Eagle Pass, Texas, today to meet with Border Patrol officials. Might be a little late. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out, but we're very lucky to be joined by the former Border Patrol chief for the Yuma, Arizona sector. He's Chris Clem, and he joins us now. Chris, chief, good to have you on, sir. Um, how does the Border Patrol look at uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of the Homeland Security Department?
3: Well, I tell you what, uh, a lot differently than we did when we first got in. Um you know, I think what it is is they understand that he is a, a, a lifelong bureaucrat. He really had an opportunity to be one of the greatest secretaries that we had given his uh, personal and professional, you know, uh, um, accomplishments. But he really has taken this uh, what I thought was one of the most secure borders that we had ever had and and single handedly controlled policies that uh, made it uh, made us more vulnerable than we'd ever been. Uh, just for your viewers and everybody's listening, my background, I, I retired after 27 and a half years as a border patrol agent. I was the chief in Yuma. We were ground zero for this border crisis. It took him and others 18 months to approve closing a gap over the mm. river, the Colorado river there in Yuma. And I'm telling you, it just, everything we asked for uh, was just delayed, delayed, delayed. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure he's getting an earful down there in Eagle pass today. Um it's a little bit different uh, this week than it was in the last few weeks. Uh, timing is impeccable. Um, very interesting, his timing of his visit, given uh, the events that are going to unfold this week.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah,
2: and so, I mean, so many people attribute it to incompetence, but so, every day it comes out information. It just seems like it's controlled demolition. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, about this really strange dynamic that we are seeing with the Biden administration with respect to Mexico, because you had President Lopez Obrador. Put out this list of demands with respect to the biden administration and and what mexico is demanding and requiring for them to actually help stem the flow of illegal immigrants through mexico to our southern border and i just you know i i look at the dichotomy between the trump administration and the force that they applied on mexico and mexico capitulated and the weakness that we are seeing here i know that's got to affect the way that mexico looks at the united states and, and really any country right
3: You are absolutely spot on about how how Mexico is viewing us right now. I can tell you under President Trump, I was the deputy chief in El Paso and I was the chief in Yuma um, for a short time under his administration. And when I was in Mexico City or Tijuana or Baja California meeting with our counterparts, it was, you know, what can we do to help you? But I tell you, a few months after the Biden administration began, it was, Chief, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. Too bad we can't help you. That was really, you know, my experiences down there. Down there, And, and it really made a huge difference. I mean, when you put – when you have strength come out of Washington, D.C., and you're holding uh, these uh, countries that are source countries or, you know, facilitating countries like Mexico has been. They've been very complicit in this. Uh, when you hold them accountable and hold their feet to the fire, things get done. They see strength. But when you – when you kind of just kind of lay down and, 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 you know, kowtow to their, their demands. I mean, this is ridiculous. Why are we negotiating our border security with another country? I mean, look, we should do some things when it comes down to commerce, trade and travel at the lawful ports of entry. That's reasonable. That's expected, but, our border security between the ports and how we're going to deal with this and how we're going to address it—we shouldn't be negotiating that at all. It's our—it's our country, it's our sovereignty, it's our rules. We have laws in place for a reason, and we—we we shouldn't give those up to uh, to another country and negotiate them in return for them to help help uh, uh, slow down the flow. Are, are they really going to do that, or are they just going to continue to do more of uh, facilitating? And that's that's the big question.
0: Yeah, that it is. And it is crazy to watch it play out. Chief, I want to ask about a dynamic that uh, most of the law enforcement officials I talk to say they're most perplexed by the large number of military age men, single men not coming with families coming across the border uh, from countries like China. And it's just a head scratcher. What do we think is going on there? Are, is there some sort of effort of foreign operations going on because the border is in so, so insecure?
3: You know, I'm glad you bring that up because I was just down at the border a week or so ago, Eagle Pass, Texas, Lukeville, Arizona. And and what I witnessed was exactly that, you know, single adult, mainly single adult men. I didn't see a lot of family. units. didn't see a lot of females. Um, So, first of all, that blows uh, uh, the narrative. These are all asylum seekers. No, these are people coming over here for uh, for economic reasons or some kind of other reasons that we don't know. Uh, I would be very concerned uh, or I am very concerned both now. Uh, as a former agent, but uh, as a citizen, that, um, you know, this is not right. And, you know, we're also not too far removed from uh, FBI Director Ray's testimony about all the alerts that have been going off when we've yep. got things going on around the world. So, yeah, it is a concern that these folks are uh, caught uh, by Border Patrol or, by, you know, are giving themselves up, and then they're ultimately released. I, I have sources that are saying that uh, the Secretary admitted that 85% of those that have crossed the border illegally are being released. Um i got to say, a big chunk of those are going to be single adult uh, men just by uh, doing the simple math. Yeah. Um, that would concern me. Uh, and it's just not China. It's places like Mauritania, uh, other special interest countries. Now, they may be held a little bit longer uh, in ICE custody, but they're ultimately released because uh, this is what this administration is doing. If nothing comes up as a red flag early on in the process, there's a, a strong likelihood they could be released. That's <sighs> amazing. <Absolutely.
2: laughs> Um, Chief, for a long time, Republicans have said that every state is a border state. And I think that it becomes more and more true uh, as time marches on. And you look at at blue states like Illinois and New York and, and even California, but especially Illinois and New York, there are Uh, A lot of folks who have voted Democrat their entire life who are starting to speak out about this because of the immigration issue, not necessarily the economy, not necessarily corruption in Washington, not necessarily Ukraine, Israel. It's because of the of the border. Is that going to be one of those uh, harbinger issues for Democrats?
3: I believe so. I spent uh, the better part of the uh, last four or five months uh, across the United States, uh, Northeast, uh, Midwest. Uh, talking about the facts at the border and and uh, medium-sized audience to a lo- lo- uh, large-sized audiences you know very concerned about this because of number one the, you know what we just talked about a minute ago uh, who is are, are these people that are being released also their impacts to the communities because you know uh, I can tell you uh, I, since we got social media when I was an agent uh, as a deputy chief and chief, you know, border security is national security border. Uh, every town's a border town. Every state's a border state. Those, those have been our uh, rallying calls because those are the facts when people come in uh, into this country and get released and, and people are seeing it. And it's just impacting everybody. These second and third order effects. I want to I want to make something very clear when you look at uh, how it's impacting everyday Americans, because for years they would say uh, immigration or illegal immigration is a victimless crime. Well, we can go. There's hundreds of stories. But let's think about this. We are spending millions of dollars a day in soft-sided uh, processing facilities on Border Patrol property with wraparound uh, medical services, food services, uh, laundry services. And then when they get released, they get released to a non-government organization who gets reimbursed almost dollar for dollar by FEMA through grant money from FEMA. And now you have sanctuary cities saying, we want the federal government to pay you know, up to $5 billion to reimburse them. So- In theory, we could be paying for each one of these people we catch up to three times. That is ridiculous.
0: All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with a very special edition, an AMAC special report, boot camp for boomers. If you ever want to get involved in politics, but didn't know how, tomorrow is the day to tune in. Riley Gaines, the brave female college swimmer, accomplished com, who has stood up to the transgender movement in women's sports, saying, I'm not going to let it destroy women's sports. She's going to join us at the top of the show. We've got other great guests up and down the show. Rebecca Weber is going to co-host with me tomorrow a very special, special called Boot Camp for Boomers. It's Teasing you, thinking, what's going on? Well, we're going to explain it tomorrow. Tune in and find out what we're talking about. You can get lean, mean, and fit and help have a big impact on the 2024 election. If you go to this training or one like it in the next few months, we're going to give you the whole skinny on Sunday. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll be sure to tune in again tomorrow. and we got good stuff. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out.